This is the BSN Denver Buffs Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. I started calling him Mike Mack and Cryer. Yeah, How does I'm he find love you, at the Walrus? You know. You can't find love at Rihanna the Walrus. Rihanna said you can. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Stop. No, I've never been mad before. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Koenigsberg, Jake Shapiro, and Ali Monroy. Step one, be attractive. Step two, don't be unattractive. Welcome into the BSN Buffs podcast, coming from the Blake Street Tavern, as always. Uh, Jake Shapiro alongside Ryan Koenigsberg and Ali Monroy. We are very thankful, as always, that our lovely hosts here at the Blake Street Tavern allow us to do this podcast here. They revamped their menu recently, and I just had a new chicken Southwest salad, and it was terrific. Uh, Very light for me. Uh, Perfect amount of meat. Just really what I needed today to get me through uh, towards this Rockies game, which I will probably eat a bunch of hot dogs, so it's a good balancing act. Yeah, good thing you got a salad. Yeah. You're about to eat a bunch of hot dogs. I'm up to 22 on the year. Be at least a little bit healthy. 22 on the year for this guy. Uh, Anyways. That's a little bit gross. Yes, it is. Uh, Can't say enough of good things about this place. We'll always talk good about this place, so if you are down here, come down here uh, to the Blake Street Tavern. If you are down in Denver, that, that was that there. Anyways, we got a lot to talk about today on the BSN Buffs podcast. Another somewhat busy summer show. This today being uh, the first time we've had an opportunity to talk since the Buffs had a couple guys drafted in the NFL draft. Uh, They had Cheeto go in the second round, Akello in the third round, Tedrick in the fourth round, and then, of course, Jordan Carroll kind of shockingly went in the seventh round. A couple other guys have gotten picked up from camps all around. Uh, We've seen Sefa Lufau get picked up, Josh Tupo, Jimmy Gilbert, guys that we really expected to get picked up. So a lot of success there. Uh, The Buffs basketball team, some some news uh, with both in the draft. Derek White had a great combine today from what we've been hearing, and there's a possibility of him going in the first round. And then there's McKinley Wright. uh, Not Derek White. Derek White and McKinley Wright. There's also Naaman Wright, uh, but this one's McKinley Wright. The Buffs have added that recruit uh, and he might be their starting point guard next year. And I want to start there uh, because adding talent is something I think people want to talk about. Uh, everyone loves the new acquisition. And McKinley Wright, tough point guard, very athletic. Uh, he might be the point guard Tad Boyle's been looking for for quite some time. Yeah, I mean, he is, if it's not the point guard Tad Boyle's been looking for, it's definitely the point guard the fans have been looking for. He is your prototypical ball handling uh, kind of pass first, defensively oriented type of point guard, and that's the guy. That's the type of guy that you want to have in your backcourt. Now, I'll just have to say this, Jake. Uh, for Tad Boy, he's got to hope that two rights don't make a wrong. If you know what I'm saying. Boo. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, let's just put it this way. 
You know who the Wright brothers are, right? Yes, I know. Please stop saying right. <laughs> Let's just say our good friend Matt Cisneros has already made a graphic for them when they dunk. Oh, wow. Taking I hope flight. It's them taking flight on like a. It's on a rickety old plane. plane. That's exactly what it is. That's we, so. We amazing. have Matt Cisneros on that. Or like an alley oop from one or the other. I like how you responded to alley oop. Yeah, Going that used to be my Twitter handle. <laughs> I think that was like also like your AOL screen no, name. No, it was wasn't. It? My, <laughs> I don't want. What, what was, was your it? AOL screen name? Harvard Girl One Four Zero. Harvard Girl One. Were you asking to be like taken on by online predators? No. All right. A Cinderella story had just come out, and that girl was Princeton Girl, whatever. So I wanted to be Harvard Girl. Did you also sign letters, Gossip Girl? No. That's wrong show. I, one's a movie, the other one's a show. What Just was yours, Jake? Mine's what my Yahoo is now, Jake Shap seven nine. In all Always honesty, been that? It's, that was my first email. It's still what, that. Why is it seventy nine? Because my two favorite numbers, because my two favorite hockey players at the time were set or seven and nine. Paul Korea. All right, we should talk about what yours was. Mine was RK Baseball, all caps. No, what's, all the, caps, what's your word? email now? One word or two words. My email now? Yeah. It's ryan at bsndenver.com. No, come on. Oh, my longtime email is rkstarfox11 <laughs> at gmail.com. Top five email in my contact books. <laughs> I mean. Well, I used I honestly had gotta, like 50 different, email, different emails. I had like Tickle Me Pink or Periwinkle Pink. I don't know. Does it? Oh, my last one was Adidas Lover 140. Ooh, that's that's really, really bad. bad. We might actually have to kick you off the podcast for that one. That's a Sorry. Oh, I was so I was sitting next to uh, I was at the baseball game yesterday as I do every day, but yesterday I went to a fan, had great seats thanks to our friends at the Blake Street Tavern. And uh, took my dad, but on the other side of me was the head coach of CSU Women's Basketball. So I overheard a lot of conversation and can't share it here. But I just kept looking at his clothing, which was all Under Armour. I'm like, imagine wearing this. Imagine thinking this is okay to wear out in public. I can't. Simply can't. Adidas, I have to admit, I'll admit publicly, Adidas has been growing on me. Um, It's mostly because Von Miller talks it up all the time. And eventually I feel like I have to give in. But I've told him I will become an Adidas guy if he gives me a free pair of shoes. Um, and I feel like that's probably a conflict of interest, but I don't care. <laughs> nice. As uh, I used to always tell Will Whalen, we don't get paid enough to not accept kickbacks. Yeah, I'm with that. Uh, my my journalism professor this semester goes, never take uh, food or never take uh, extra things from people that you're covering. And I literally stood up in the class. I'm like, actually, you should take everything and have no shame about it. <laughs> take everything you can get and run with it. Yep. And that he, is my advice to you. Don't journalists. listen to these people. Uh, we are great journalists. Why don't you <laughs> tighten up and get in the shot a little more? There you go. That's not the first time this week you told me to tighten up. Pretty sure it is. Pretty sure it is. We're on can to uh, fifth straight time I've seen you with those references. Anyways... Uh, the other thing that's going on with basketball, Derek White. Uh, Ryan, you're the Derek White guy. What have you heard lately out of Derek White's camp? I thought I was the Cepho guy. You're both of our, you're, you're, you're our top guy guy. Uh, I'm the guy guy. Um, I, have a, I, have, I, I have a guy for every situation. It just happens that you are my guy for most of those situations. There we go. Um, yeah, Derek, 
is getting a lot of high-level interest um, from NBA teams right now. And going into this combine, which is taking place as we speak, it looks like he's going to be an early second-round draft pick. But with that being said, a lot of chatter around the fact that he could play his way into the first. Today he was described as looking like an NBA player out there. And in the end, his skill set fits the NBA. He's a great ball handler. He has great body control. He's a lot faster than people gave him credit for. Um, they do kind of their version of the 40 at the, at the NBA Combine, and I, I forget exactly what it was. Um, but he was one of the top guards in speed. And we saw that a couple times, Jake. I remember, I think it was against Stan, Stanford when he went coast to coast and dunked the ball, and yeah. he like, turned the burners on. Like me, like me and you, I think we looked at each other across the court because you were you were sitting down low and I was up high, and me and you just kind of looked like we just looked and we mouthed wow to each other because like we've seen Derek in practice, we've seen more, we've probably seen Derek White as much as anyone, not his dad or his people in his immediate family. Great family. Great family. It's so so great. Uh, I sound not good. Anyway, uh, my point being is when you see a player do some of the things that Derek White does in the game, he blows you away because I think he's a competitor as well. And that's what we always said about Sefo is that he turned it up a notch in the game and he was so much better of a game player. But Derek White's still amazing in practice and then he turns it up to a whole nother level in game and we saw that this year. Yeah, I think, you know, when it comes down to it, he's just a hooper. Like, I don't know how else to describe him other than, like, he just gets buckets. And he's so, such a great player. When he's That's... in practice, he's just in bucket-getter mode, and, like, he's hitting fadeaways and, and all sorts of awesome stuff. But when he gets into the game, he does turn it to another level in terms of getting to the rack, in terms of uh, distributing to his teammates. He's a fantastic fit for the NFL, or the NBA, sorry. My head's all <laughs> Really good place. fit for the NFL. He could probably play in the NFL if he wanted to as well. Uh, but he's, he's actually a, a better fit than I think a lot of people give him credit for as an NBA player, and that's why you're seeing him get a little bit of late first-round buzz. Uh, it would when be, do you actually think he'll get drafted? Right, or as will he be right drafted? Now, he's, he's an early second-round pick, but he could be one of those guys. Every draft has their risers, and, I mean, he's – why stop now? He's risen from Division Two to All Pac-12 to NBA potential to now. It looks like he's pretty locked in to be an NBA draft pick. Uh, and why stop there? You know, first round pick is the next level for him, and I I don't think it's out of reach. All you need is one person to fall fall in love with you. You know, it only takes one. I always said that about when Tim Tebow got drafted by the Broncos. Uh, everyone said he wasn't a first round pick. It only takes one team to make you a first round pick. Well, and hopefully Derek White will have a better career than Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow's having a great career in high A playing <laughs> baseball. He also has a great broadcasting career. I would take Tim Tebow's life in a heartbeat, except for that one part that we won't mention on the podcast. The part where he was the greatest football player ever for, like, two weeks? No, that's, that wasn't what no, I was talking about. No, it's about with his religion, that oh. aspect. There oh, you go, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I have too much fun for that to be yeah, an so. issue. But other than that, I'd take Tim Tebow's life in a heartbeat. <laughs> Uh, My grandma tells me that I look like Tim Tebow. I don't think that's a bad thing. sweet. (laughs) Your goal is to have more Twitter followers than Tim Tebow. I could do it. He has three mil. I I might be able to do it. March to a million. March to a million, baby. March to a million. Even though we're at uh, Blake Street Tavern, I've got to tell you about uh, Jackson's. Jackson's Hole opened up in March of 1977 and quickly became the place for watching sports. 
besides here, almost 40 years later, and Jackson's All-American Sports Grill is keeping their reputation alive. There are 65 and 70-inch TVs everywhere. The food is still amazing, and there's almost 30 beers on tap, including table taps that you can control at your own booth. Come down to Jackson's All-American Sports Grill in Greenwood Village off Arapahoe and I-25, the original sports grill. Ryan, uh... The biggest thing probably going on with the Buffs right now is the guys that had just been drafted. Uh, you're the NFL guy. You're that also guy in my life for that. You're a lot of guys. I am. He's a lot of guys in one. Like the Blake Street Tavern's a lot of bars in one. It is. Uh, but how do you feel the Buffs did in terms of where they got drafted? Are they in good spots? Are you surprised at anyone if they fell or went high? What do you think? couple different things. One, I thought Cheeto was a first-round pick. Uh, obviously, it hurts to fall into the second round like that, but can't really ask for a better situation than going on with the Dallas Cowboys, who are going to be, uh, you know, another candidate to win the Super Bowl this year. So, um, Actually, I would want to correct that and say it's very sad that he went to the Dallas Cowboys because they're a frustrating organization. Why are they a frustrating organization? Because go Eagles. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, great situation for Cheeto. Definitely better than had he gone to the Eagles. Okay. Um, and for him, I think it worked out. Going down the list, Akello, right where I thought he was going to be in the third round. Uh, great landing spot for him. Probably a worse spot than if he would have gone to the Eagles, though. But uh, going out to the West Coast uh, and really under a new regime there in uh, San Francisco that – apparently loves the buffs and might have a little something to do with my guy John Embry heading over there to help out Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch who I'll actually John Lynch I'll be speaking with tomorrow uh, at Sports Authority Field but it seems like he landed in a good spot Tedrick to me was the biggest surprise I thought he was going to go late uh, sixth or seventh round guy goes in the fourth round it's funny watching those videos of him. Yeah, if you haven't watched those videos, gonna, please go watch them. Like, they're I feel awesome. like there needs to, someone's job needs to be like telling people's families realistic expectations. Like, shouldn't that be your agent's job to like tell your family like, don't have a watch party on night one, or maybe even not on day two. Like, get the family together on day three, and then there won't be like this weird awkward letdown for everyone when they don't go get drafted two days in a row. But uh, anyways, really cool video in the end him getting to achieve his dream uh going in the fourth round which for me was early uh early for him so really happy for Tedrick and then Jordan Carroll I mean out of nowhere I was writing a story thinking that no more buffs were going to go off the board maybe Josh Tupo and all of a sudden I see I look up and I see Jordan Carroll's name go across and I was like I had a double take like that that Jordan Carroll and a bunch of people in the Broncos media room were like, who is yeah, Jordan Carroll? Yeah, I even spelled his name <laughs> wrong. I was so shocked when I when oh, I wow. tweeted out that he got drafted. So awesome for him. Congrats to him. Uh, and overall, I mean, there's no better PR for your team than your, your team's players going in the draft. So huge, huge, huge weekend for the Buffs. And they'll have to capitalize uh, on that in the recruiting trail. I have a quick story. I don't know if this was um, told during the NFL draft. I don't have cable, so I couldn't watch it live. But um, we have cable. I don't. I don't have cable. Okay. Anyways, um, what was I saying? Apparently, uh, Phil Lindsay was asked 
to record a video and that was shown to Cheeto. I'm confused what's going on. Um, well, Phil Lindsay was um, asked to record a video by ESPN and that was shown to Cheeto right before he... Uh, Cheeto Bay. Cheeto Bay. Right before he got he puts drafted. The, he puts the bay in it. You have to... And it was just really emotional and Phil was really, really excited to make a video for him and just hype him up and just tell him how great he is and what a great friend and teammate he was to him. So I thought that was really sweet and a really cool thing. Definitely. And Allie, you can always come down to the Blake Street Tavern. They have cable here. All right. Well, unfortunately, I couldn't drive from Boulder at that point. So, You know, what I will say about the draft is I think most of these guys are in really good situations, and no one's higher on Tedrick Thompson in the world than I think I am. And I think he's in such a good situation, especially for what he is to learn from guys that, and I know this is such a bad narrative, but to learn from guys that are veterans and have been there before. Uh, I say that's a bad narrative because not often in sports, <laughs> people think this is, happens in sports, but why if I'm a veteran athlete, am I going to teach a younger guy to take my job? I mean, Brett Favre was the most famous one who said, it's not in my contract that I have to help Aaron Rodgers. Right. So, I mean, it doesn't happen as often as people think yeah. it does. It does happen. I mean, guys teach people how to be pros. I see it every day in the Rockies locker room. I see it in the Buffs locker room with the older guys teaching the younger guys how to be college athletes. But what I am saying is I think Ted is going to learn from a lot of guys with a lot of experience. And he maybe isn't doesn't have the most outward personality, but he has a very good inward personality, and he stays to, to himself. And I think that's going to work really well with the Seahawks locker room and kind of the things I hear about that because Tedrick is such a good dude, uh, and you saw it in the videos that you see. He's really genuine. Uh, probably my favorite quote on the team, even when he wasn't saying much because I could tell it was always truthful. Uh, so Ted is in a really good situation. I think he's going to thrive, uh, and I think he would have thrived almost anywhere he was going to go, but I really like that situation. Cheeto's the best player Dallas drafted, in my opinion, uh, even though he wasn't the first-round pick, and uh, he might start day one. That Dallas secondary is terrible. Uh, so, I mean... He should. I mean, yeah. he should have a great chance, at least. Uh, all these guys in pretty good situations, I think, for their own careers. Um, I love... Tedrick going to the Seahawks for the reasons you mentioned. Definitely. I, you know, I talked to the Broncos third round pick in Brennan Langley and he was talking about, you know, this is a guy who transferred <laughs> from Georgia to Lamar uh, to get more playing time. And now he's talking about how eager he is to sit on the bench really and learn from guys like Aqib Tlaib, Chris Harris, uh, you know, Bradley Roby down the line. So honestly, that's a great situation for Tedrick because Tedrick isn't a guy who is ready on day one to play in the NFL, and I think he'll get a chance to become that guy. I agree with you. I'm laughing at Cisneros' comment. Yeah, yes. that's what we're <laughs> laughing at. Cisneros just commented on our Facebook Live video, um, Free Fallen is playing, and he just said, and I'm free. Love Tom Petty. Love Matt Cisneros. Free hey, what else we got to talk about? Oh, Sefo, that's why. So, Sefo, uh, one of the greatest buffs of all time. Oh, that was, that was a fact. big take. That's a fact. That's, a fact. that's <laughs> not a take, that's a fact. Oh. Uh, and I will keep saying it to the Sefo haters because it's amazing, their reaction to that. But what I will say is Sefo uh, is with uh, Tampa Bay, went as an undrafted free agent, signed there. Uh, some random guy said he had a good camp, and then, like, CU buffs, like, tweeted out, 
Sappho's reports are Sappho's having a great camp. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> but point being, uh, Sappho's out there. Uh, have you heard anything about how he's doing in that process of signing that contract? And uh, obviously, he's living his dream. He's playing in the NFL. Uh, he hasn't made the team yet, but he's getting that opportunity to practice at that level. Uh, as the resident Cepho insider, I can say I don't have any inside information uh, on Cepho and his journey out in Tampa Bay. But I'll tell you this, another place where it's a great situation for him. And I say that because the type of leader that he is, um, we've talked about it many times, it changed the buffs last season. Definitely. And he's going to a place where the quarterback, I think, is the best leader in all of football. Uh, I honestly believe Jameis Winston might be the best leader in all of football, and he's learning underneath him, and I think those two could really build a great relationship, and if, even if it doesn't work out for Sevo in Tampa Bay, I think he can learn a lot from Jameis on how to take his leadership to the next level. Uh, and a quick story on Jameis Winston's um, leadership. Last season, they had lost, I think, two games in a row. And Jameis Winston wrote a personal, handwritten letter to every single player on the team um, saying what he thought they could do better and what he was going to do better to help them get better. Uh, wow, like, that's, I did not know that. That's the type of stuff um, that changes teams. And you saw uh, they went on a run after that uh, in, in that Buccaneers locker room. So. Sefo, I think, can learn a lot from him. And even if it doesn't work out there um, as a starter, where, which him being a starter is going to be tough in the first place, but uh, I think he'll learn a lot in that situation. Do you think he'll stay at the quarterback position? I've heard a lot of talk about how he might have to switch positions to actually stay in the NFL. You know, it's so hard to tell a guy who's been playing the same position for so long, hey, we want you to change this. And at the level of the NFL, it's even harder. Because not, not only do you just have to be big and athletic and good, you have to learn in the playbook from a different perspective. But quarterbacks, you know, know the playbook better than anyone. So I think it could be okay. But he's not going to do that unless it's a last, you know, last-ditch effort to stay in the league. And we'll see what happens there. But I, for now, he's definitely going to stay a quarterback. What position do you think he would be best at? I mean, quarterback, but after that, but tight end. Yeah. Uh, he could play tight end. I just don't think he's quite fast enough. He doesn't strike me. I mean, he's a tough kid. Everyone knows that. He doesn't strike me as the guy who wants to, like, use his hands out there blocking uh, on the edge. So he'll do what it takes to stay in the NFL. And if the Buccaneers say, hey, you might be able to make our 53-man if you play uh, on at tight end, of course he'd do it. But I don't think uh, anyone – I don't think he's quite the athlete that translates where you can just flip at, at the last second. We've seen other buffs flip positions, and specifically Matt McChesney at the pro level. Uh, of course, played defense in college and then played offense, uh, made that switch in the middle of his NFL, NFL career. So you never know what will happen with Sefo, uh, but I think Brian's right on in saying if he's going to make it in the NFL, it's going to be as a quarterback primarily, even though that body is uh, appetizing to move to a different position. Another buff who changed positions to be in the NFL, Vance Joseph. No doubt. Quarterback at University of Colorado, switched to be defensive back when he got to the NFL. Uh, and then, of course, there's Nick Casa, who switched to tight end late in his career with the Buffs and then ended up going to the Raiders. And actually, I can believe he caught a touchdown pass in uh, Week 17 a couple years ago. 
So it's not unheard of. I just for quarterbacks, I think it's a little harder. Uh, but Sefo will have a chance to stay on that team this year, I think. Yeah, I think uh, Josh Tupo is also in a good situation. I really like where everyone went, and I think it's all good uh, spots for CU. And the I think I think cut right is Alex Kelly. Alex Kelly, yeah, and from I, San Francisco. And I think that uh, I think that when you look at CU right now, they needed the positive PR, and they oh, got definitely. it. And, and this is and this is a good little change up, especially with kind of what's going on in the backdrop this week and them still trying to figure out this investigation thing, as well as whether or not they're going to extend Mike McIntyre. Uh, I don't really have much more to say on that front because we've heard almost nothing, uh, unless, Ali, you've got something to say? I just think it isn't just good PR. It's also great for their current players to see how many buffs went to the NFL, are getting a chance, and how they have a chance, the current buffs, to do something like that, but they do have to put in the extra work. Because <laughs> we know champions do extra. But, um, no, honestly. I uh, think the BSN <laughs> Denver uh, podcast slogan should be champions do less. Pulitzer winners, future Pulitzer winners do less. <laughs> but anyways, I think it's really good overall for the whole team to have this type of experience. And to just have your brothers, your teammates, Phil calls Cheeto Chidobe, like one of his brothers, one of his dogs. And to see that just gives so much more motivation to everyone to accomplish what their fellow teammates are doing. 100%. And honestly, we make fun of it, but when you talk about champions do extra and you look at the players who got drafted, you you talked about uh, Tedrick's you know, his personality. You look at Sefa, who didn't get drafted, but he's in there. You look at Cheeto, who always was doing a little bit more to help his game. Cheeto you go Bay. On, you, Cheeto. <laughs> you go on down the line, those were the guys putting in the work. So Bryce Bobo was an example of a guy who was like, wow, seeing all my friends get drafted in the NFL is, is the biggest motivation I've ever had. Or foe, Afalabe Laguda. What about him? He's same way. Yeah, but he's not going to the NFL. Oh, uh, you heard it here first. But according to Brian Holly is, just saying, other people think other things about him. I, I think he's got a chance. I don't think it's that definitive. I mean, if he wants to play linebacker, he might have a better chance. True, he kind of sucks in coverage still. So you'll, we'll see. Um, but I really like what you said, Allie, in terms of these guys have the ultimate motivation in seeing their friends do that and, like, when you see that, I mean, a lot of these players that are still on this roster do have NFL potential. And seeing that really can lift you up to the next level. No doubt. Uh, and it's just a matter of whether this same this team next year with CU can do that same uh, thing and have the same mentality and mindset going into next year. And I'm waiting for fall camp to happen just so I can know if that mindset is there once more. Because I really well, feel like I will Well, once we see that one practice. It. Hey, that's off the record. You know, we don't. We, we, there might be more than one open practice. We don't know yet. Hopefully. I yeah. mean, last year there was three last year. So still, even with three, we can't really see if the mindset hope, is there. I hope there's one that's only open to students again. <laughs> that was the best. There's a practice only open to students, and I just go, I'm a student media. Like, they're student athletes. And they're like, Jake, really? I'm like, yeah. It let me in. I don't think I think I, I think I pissed a lot of people off that day. Well, you got in, and then other media 
was real salty about it and uh, basically you know, barged the door a down. Few, a few people, a few student media people yeah. got in there. Your problem was you should have just gone, kept a low profile and just like gone into the stands. No, but like they had the students were on the field catching passes. <laughs> like I was I, like, you know what would have happened if I went on the field? I was going to get lit up by somebody. You should have <laughs> like taken one of these and put your buff one card on it. And you've been like, I'm what a student. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm a student first. Anyway, that's going to wrap up the BSN Buffs podcast. i got to go get a Charlie Blackman shirt at Coors Field and, more importantly, cover a Give baseball game. I'll try. Uh, make it nasty. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we didn't – oh, I had one I had one thing. But what, what, we'll, what? We'll, we'll talk about it next week. Oh, is um, it Allie's tip of the week? No. And What's we didn't even do boarding states oh. either. Oh, we were going to do boarding states. No, no we didn't um, think about that. We have to do that next week. Okay, well, tune in next week to hear, I might not know English phrases, but I don't really know Spanish phrases either, and my mom has been teaching me some, and they're really, really funny. Allie's trying to prove to us that <laughs> the language barrier is the reason that she doesn't understand I did phrases. learn English first, but no, there's some phrases, Spanish phrases, that are hilarious Can that would be funny. Spanish phrase to sign off. Like, all right. We'll see on. you next time. See this man's over here. The looks like Connor McDavid. The Spanish phrase that I have is "Se cree la última Coca Cola en el desierto." Uh, it's your mom's favorite. Yes. <laughs> it means that person thinks that they're the only that they're the last Coke in the desert. So everyone's so like. I think it's like all that whole bag of didn't need to send that to me. <laughs> They think they're like hot stuff and better than everyone else, and that everyone wants their attention. I know who that was about. I don't. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's going to wrap up the BSM Bus podcast. We'll uh, see you Bye next guys. week. Bye, guys.